party people! Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, the actual play RPG podcast where the gaming table is always set for two. I'm your host as always, Jeff Stormer. This week on the show, I am joined by my good friend Riley Hopkins for a game of If Not Us, Then Who? If Not Us, Then Who? is a game about teens with attitude given giant transforming robots and told to go off and fight strange abnormal monsters and, you know, save the world. That's right. It's about the Bang Power Rangers. Um, I, I love this game was so much fun. It is specifically about re-watching and re-experiencing an episode-by-episode episode, uh, series of the Power Rangers, as you would do on a rewatch podcast or Twitch stream, and recounting what happens episode-by-episode, episode, learning, meeting new characters, figuring out who your favorites are. It is a Power Rangers rewatch role-playing game, which is just about the coolest thing in the world. This game was absolute, uh, it was a delight. It was so much fun. I loved playing it, and I really, really think you're going to love listening to it. You can find more information about If Not Us Then Who in the show notes. Riley, of course, designed If Not Us Then Who. They also designed Interstitial, Our Hearts Intertwined, the Kingdom Hearts role-playing game. They dis- you know, they are a prolific podcaster, game designer. You should just go follow, you should just go follow them on Twitter at RevRyeBread. That's Rev like Rev and Rye like Bread. And just check out all the stuff they do because it's amazing and cool and they are one of my favorite people in the world. Uh, it was great to just sit down with them and riff for an hour and a half, which I think really comes through on the episode itself. And with that said, like, let's not waste any more time in getting into it. I'm just going to go ahead and throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. This week, I am joined once again by my good, good friend, Riley Hopkins. Riley? Thank you so much for coming back on Party of One. Thanks for having me back on Party One. I I I like this show, Jeff. That makes me really happy. Thank you. You, you know, long long time listener, second time caller. Like the show. Great. Glad to hear it. Good good to hear it. So let's hear your your call. Side so, so note: I've been listening to a lot of sports radio lately, and so I've been getting like peak sports radio callers. It's been a good experience. It's just been like, well, you know, I think that playing LeBron at point guard is a great idea. And with Russell Westbrook leaving the cl- the Thunder, I think that, you know, it'd be prime time for Russell Westbrook to take a minimum contract and also go to the Lakers. I just think if you think that if you think that Kawhi should go to the Lakers, I think that you need to just pull your head out of where the sun don't shine and see the facts for where they are. Because if we put together another super team, that means the NBA's dream of parody is done. It's over. It's gone. <laughs> Skip, let me address the issue. Oh, man. <sighs> what a good day. Anyway. I love the offseason. <laughs> anyway, real quick, before uh, we dive in, why don't you take a moment and introduce us to the game that we're playing this week and let our listeners at home know about all the cool stuff that you've got going on you want them to know about. Hell yeah. So, listeners... We're about to play a game called If Not Us, Then Who? If Not Us, Then Who is the game that I made to kind of encapsulate the feeling of recapping a Power Rangers season, or Super Sentai, or Kamen Rider, or Animorph, Sailor Moon, what have you. The idea of this game is that we're going to be drawing from a deck of cards that each of those cards represent a type of episode that, you know, that you'd see in a show like this. And then we'll talk about that episode. We'll go through the beats of that episode. We'll pick who was an, the best character, what the best moment was, and then we'll go to the next episode. And energy will carry on through that until suddenly the series ends. 
So it's kind of like the last game we played in here, The Quiet Year, a except no drawing maps. <laughs> and instead, it's about Power Rangers. And maybe. I mean, I don't want to say definitively, but maybe uh, less, you know, creeping horror. <laughs> less deeply frightening and more <laughs> more back to action yeah, yelling. Hopefully. Here's hope. I mean, it could still turn into deeply horrifying. We're not sure yet. We're pretty early in the recording. <laughs> who, could, who could say? <laughs> um, but... That's called If Not Us Then Who. It's at my website at linksmithgames.com or revrybread.itch.io. Um, if you want to hear the other stuff that I do, you can find a lot of my podcasts on the Orange Groves. There I do uh, 294 Note Streak, which is a song uh, bracket podcast where we go from through each and every song that's ever been in a Guitar Hero game and try to find the best one. Incredible. Yeah, that's it's very fun. We recently had to pick between uh, Knights of Sidonia or Sweating Bullets. Ooh, and that's a tough one. Yeah. It w- that took the entire 30 minutes. It was Ooh. rough. Um, Bed Bath and Bionicle ended, uh, and I know I do other shows. They're all just blanking on me in the moment. They're no, all just there gone. will be links in the show notes. You can find all of the <laughs> things that Riley does in the show notes below. Yeah, you can also peep me on Export Audio. That's it. I'm also on Export Audio doing No Look Pass, a a basketball podcast where we don't watch the basketball games. We just kind of read about it and then talk about it afterwards. Very good. Extremely good. I love it. I love it a lot. <laughs> it's good shit. It's real good shit. Uh, but that, yeah, that that's that's the majority of it. You can find me on Twitter at Rev Rye Bread. That's, that's where you'll find the rest of my shit. Uh, that's Rev like Reverend, Rye like Bread, and Bread like Bread? Yes, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Got it. Crushed got it. it. Bread like the grain product. All right. So let's get into some let's get into some ranger action. So um in the game it kind of suggests a few different ways to approach this, but I feel like that we're because we're doing a podcast, it feels only right to approach this as a rewatch podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That feels Absolutely, like the only way to really go forward with this. Yeah, and what's great about this is also we have uh here in our hands some generation tools to make our rangers. My question to you, Jeff, is do you want to make the rangers by hand? Like, hand pick who we think the finest rangers are, or do we want to roll for it? I think we got to roll for it. We got to goddamn roll for it. So, first off, how many rangers are we going to have? Four, five, three? Let's go Let's go four. Let's go four. Four is a good four. number. I feel that. Two for each of us. Then, mm-hmm. in that case, Jeff, can I ask you to roll two d6? You sure can. I got a one and a two. A one and a two, that goes boop, boop. So you have a blue ranger. A blue ranger. I'll, I'll open up my notepad so that way I can keep track of all the the stuff we're going to be rolling. Blue ranger, Jeff. And then roll roll that one more time for me. The 2d6? Yeah, the 2d6. All right, we'll do. Because I'm rolling on a chart. The first dice gives us the column, and the second dice gives us the row. I got a three and a four. Three and a four. That is boop, boop, and a silver ranger. Ooh, Interesting. All right, all right. And then I am going to do that same thing by remembering how roll 20 works. Roll, nope, type over here. Roll 2d6. Roll 2d6. I have a 2 and a 5 and a 3 and a 2, which gives me, bop, bop, a black ranger and a white ranger. So we have a blue, a silver, a black, and a white ranger here. Very, uh, like, uh, very sort of, very sleek, very sleek and chic yeah. color scheme. Kind of, very art, kind of artsy. 
We're very futuristic. Before yeah. we get before we get into like figuring out what our characters are like, let's find out what our Power Ranger theme is All as right. a whole. Because you know, Power Rangers, they can be animals, they can be dinosaurs, yep. what have you. Roll me roll me another two D six. We'll do. I got a one and a four. One and a four. We're space. That checks what? out. This all connects. Ooh. What do you think that means our, our rangers are themed after? Oh, uh, it's got to be constellations. Constellations? Hell yeah. So what are your two rangers constellations? Uh, let's see. The blue ranger is... Uh, I'm going to say the blue ranger is... Maybe Ursa? Ursa would be good. Mm-hmm. Ursa's a That's good one. sick. Like a space bear? I- I've got the Black Ranger as Orion. That's solid. That's real, real solid. Uh, I think. Uh oh, silver, silver as a Hydra would be very good. Oh shit! Yes, and then it only uh, ooh, and then the white as Gemini. Hmm. That is a that is a cool layout here. So we have Ursa, Orion, Gemini. And you just said Hydra. And the Hydra. Fucking sick. Oh, I love this. Those are good. This is a good... I would watch those. (laughs) I'd watch this show. Can you imagine what those helmets look like? Oh, they're so proud. They're so sick. They're really cool. I'm imagining kind of like... um, You know, did you watch a lot of Power Rangers? How much of a touchstone do you have here? Uh, A small amount. Like, I was was a diehard Power Rangers watcher when I was a kid, and most of my experience as an adult has been clips... uh, clips still images and people being excited about them on twitter so i feel like i've I've absorbed a decent amount through osmosis in addition to what i retained from my childhood that's fair i posted a picture of the time force rangers in the chat you can see their helmets do a different thing where they're black all over and then Mm -hmm. the visor is colored i do remember the time force rangers yes i want to pitch this the helmet is all black like that but the the visor instead of being a shape is like the constellation drawn out and then like the inside of what those lines would be is filled in with the color. That's very good. It almost reminds me of like you either. It, it reminds me a lot of, and this works with the space theme that it reminds me of uh kind of Batman beyond ish design where it is that <laughs> like the, the Royal flush gang in Batman uh, specifically ACE where it was that, that plain color with just the ACE on the face. Yes. I'm picturing that. And it's very cool. Yeah, we look cool as hell. We look very oh, cool. I love this. Okay, so now we have that. Now, do you want to figure out what re- what weapons your ranger has first, or do you want to figure out what what uh, traits your ranger has? I need to know the weapon. I need I need the All rest right. of my aesthetic. Then give me give me a two d six. All right. We've... And for the listener, this is the only rolling really in the game for generation. After this, we're just drawing cards. Uh, I got a four and a five, and then a two and a three. All right. So your um, what's my blue ranger off, got? Your blue ranger has. Let's see. You said a four and a five and a two and a three. Mm-hmm. Your blue ranger has an agility weapon. What do you think that means? Uh, what's so? What's the other? What is the other weapon? Because I might flip them if it feels if ah, it feels four more. and a five and a two and a three. The other one's a blade. I'm gonna swap. I'm gonna swap them because I feel like Hydra is very agility weapon themed. Because it could probably be like a swing chain or like a like a like a spike chain in sort of the D and D parlance. Mm-hmm. That's sick. I love that. 
because then you really get that Hydra aesthetic of like multiple parts and heads flying around. Yes. And then the blade is probably in the, you know, uh, if we're thinking bear, I'm thinking big ol' maybe, maybe, like one of those swords that has kind of the axe handle on like the hilt. Mm. You know the one I'm talking about where like the blade yeah. runs down over the hilt and so you've got sort of that punchy effect? I'm just going to call it punch blade because I don't remember, or punch sword because I don't know what the, you call that. The Punch Blade is a good name, honestly. That's a very Power Ranger core. <laughs> yep. The and Punch then... Blade and the Flail. Yep. God, yeah, and then I've got a bow and then a blunt weapon for Gemini. I mean, bow is... for Orion is it's mm-hmm. that feels obvious almost. Yeah. Like that's it was very a shooting good. weapon, and I'm just like boom immediately. Yeah, right. Obviously, <laughs> I think I think Gemini has. Uh... Do you know in um. Have you ever seen like a game that has like, all right, we have unarmed characters, but now we need to give them weapons to further unarmed because they can't just make their fists better. That doesn't make any sense. Right. They have like these kind of gauntlets that like lock around their wrists and then come off to be like brass knuckles that are huge and kind of cover the sure. hand as yeah. a whole. Yep. And Got so it. they're just like, they are just beat em up gloves. Yeah. Beat em up gloves. Absolutely. Oh, that picture you have posted is beautiful that's that's what i'm picturing with i i sent i sent riley a photo of a spike chain that i think really encapsulates what like the hydra is swinging around (laughs) oh hell yeah all right so our next step is to roll for our generation for the traits for what our what our traits are of our characters and these words all have specific meanings because jeff i don't know if you know this about me i like power rangers a lot i I like something i I appreciate your passion (laughs) when i hyper fixate on something I just live there. Mm-hmm. And so somebody once asked me the question, are Blue Rangers smart? And I was like, yeah, all Blue Rangers are smart. And somebody else said, no, they aren't. So what we did is we took every single Power Ranger that's ever existed, and we uh, made some types that kind of cover all of them, nine different types to okay. fill them out. Sure. And then assigned types to each of them and found out what colors are the most what, like really kind of dug into what Power Rangers thinks about like... uh it's characters and so i've transposed that into here so we can either just you can choose what uh traits that it says your color has Mm -hmm. or we can roll for them Mm, i mean i i I think i gotta roll for them i'm really i'm I'm a big i'm a big i'm a big rolling guy i like rolling a lot (laughs) then in that case let me let me walk you through what each of these uh types are for the listener's sake and for our sake so the type the the traits are leader, which is like they take charge of the team, make the hard decision, team looks to them for guidance. Smart, they do the research, technical know-how, make gadgets. A beauty is someone who is extremely concerned with appearances and how well they are regarded by others. Uh tough fighting skills. They look sick. Yep. Comedy, it it, it is that. They're yep. funny. Right. Loners are aloof and tend to operate separately from the team. Cute is someone who is immature and childish, but is beloved by the team. Heart represents uh, like the characters with tenacity and high emotional intelligence that yep. people kind of go to for that kind of you know support. Yep. Noble is that general it factor, the courage, the bravery, the if not us, then who mentality. If we don't stand up and help, who else will help? Mm-hmm. They are the, the Captain America, Superman kind of idea. Got it. And then evil. 
This can mean a few different things. Evil can be I work for the bad guy, or it can be as simple as I will look out for myself first and foremost. Mm, I like that. It can also be something that shows up later in play and be a dramatic reveal. Got it. So let's give each of your rangers one trait. All right. Roll, roll, 2D, roll 2D6 twice. Uh, I got a three and a three. Three and a three. Boop, boop. That is a beauty. A beauty and a six and a one. Six and a one. Cute. Beauty and cute. <laughs> You got a beauty and a cutie. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Silver Ranger as the beauty, and the and Ursa as as the cutie. Because <laughs> I'm picturing very much almost like uh, I'm picturing. So if, I'm now picturing Ursa as much young, or the bear is much younger, and it's sort of a uh, maybe. Uh, I'm gonna roll one d six real quick. Uh, this is a, all my fantasy children trick. I'm rolling for some pronouns. I'm going to say he, his Ooh. for the bear. Gotcha, gotcha. The bear who's a cutie. The bear who's a cutie is a, is a younger child. He has a teddy bear that kind of, that like aesthetically informs Ursa the bear. I, God. Oh my God. I love that. Mm-hmm. All right. And then what are the pronouns for our Hydra Ranger? Uh, They are also he, his. All right. All right. Uh, for Orion, I am doing she, her. Okay. And then for Gemini, it is they, them. All right. Hell yeah. So yeah, and I have Orion as the loner, Gemini as the brains. And we have we have a, a team here. Now we can take on more traits, but all Power Rangers shows kind of start with like, ah, they are a parody of what a human is. Right. Wait, which one was the loner and which one was the... Uh, the loner is uh, the Black Ranger, whose n- whose name is uh, it's Power Rangers. Power Rangers always has good names. Um, is uh, Fender. Fender's her good. Name, her name's Fender. Fender's very good. Fender Chrysanthemum. Chrysanthemum. <laughs> and what was there. the trait for your White Ranger? Uh, brains. Brains. They're the they're the thinker. And their name is, as I look around my room for anything, calling a call for help. I'm going to go another. Uh, Cheswick is the name of the Blue Ranger, and Lucian is the name of the Silver Ranger. Lucian is very good. Lucian feels like he uses a spike chain and is also very concerned with aesthetic. <laughs> you know, you aren't wrong. Um, I think the White Ranger is Beverly. Beverly. Yeah, there. Or Bev. Yeah, their name is Bev. Bev. I like it. Yep. All okay. right. So we've created our rangers. We've created our rangers, and now now we get into the show itself. Great. So let's pull over to this roll 20. Do you want to do the honor of drawing our first card? I absolutely will. I don't know how to do it on roll 20. Do I just click to draw? Do you do it? Can you do it? Or do I, I have to do, do it? I can do it. I thought I could I thought I could drop it right onto the map, but I don't think I can, so I will draw it into my hand. What <laughs> ran out of cards in the deck? Oh why are you... Shuffle. Shuffle the deck. Hold on. Let me try. Worst comes to worst, I have a deck of playing cards in front of there me. There it is. Ah. I got I got it. There's right. a ten. And we the have... ten means I've got this over here on the page. Let me zoom in. So I can read with my bad eyes. Ten is a bottle episode. Ten is a, so we start with a bottle episode. Okay, so I feel very strongly about the first beat. 
<laughs> yeah so the way this is going to work is you do a beat i do a beat you do a beat i do a beat and we go back and forth with okay. it until we finish the episode and so tell me about this what's this cold open uh it is the distant future okay. this is future space rangers right mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh i mean that is the name of the show <laughs> yes hell yeah future space rangers uh, Saban's really dialing it in really they're really really hitting on all all cylinders with this <laughs> uh and it is the distant future they are in space per the mm. name of the show and what has happened is uh we open on um like the space a, a, a spaceship home base is in orbit of earth but like all communication is shut down because a laser beam we see it we see the the space station mm-hmm. and then a laser beam hits it immediately mm-hmm. sends it hurtling right like it is hurtling into like away from orbit into deep space the people mm-hmm. on it are trapped our crew of our crew of intrepid you know engineers and and science experts so maybe we're not in the distant future maybe we're in like the day after tomorrow future mm-hmm. we're in the not so distant future still future space though yeah, yeah. We have we have a space station, but we still have a 7-Eleven. Yeah, and it's floating. We are trapped on this space station and there are alien ships coming to steal like like we've got our first image of an alien spaceship. It is massive and insectoid mm-hmm, as it mm-hmm, like approaches mm-hmm. to steal something of great value like on the ship. Mhm. I like that a lot. Yeah. And so we, so yeah, everyone is, everyone's trapped there. And like, I think, cause is that, is that the first beat? Are we stepping to the second beat? Uh, yeah. I think the first beat, I think the first beat is that, that ship looming, you know, we get our, maybe our first introductions of the four characters. Mm-hmm. Cheswick is, you know, playing with some zero gravity toys. Mm-hmm. Lucian is, uh, Lucian is, uh, practicing his, uh, if it's all right with you, I would like to declare that I think Lucian feels like a good captain of the ship. Yeah, I, I think that makes sense. He's giving a very heroic speech. What are What are Fender and Bev doing as this Wait, is happening? Captain of the ship or captain? Captain of the, of the team? station of the station. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Yeah. Are, so maybe they're younger he, than that, and he's he's practicing his like graduation speech. That is very good. Is like this picture of like a uh, a classroom mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of setup. Um, I think uh, Fender and Bev are, uh, or uh, Bev is like has like a uh, a laptop that is clearly had like stuff kind of taped onto it by like the set designers to save on money to make it look like a big old future laptop, and so it's super huge and fancy. Mm-hmm. And they have like a screwdriver and are just kind of like working on screwing something endlessly on it to give the impression that this person is a smart person. Mm-hmm. Sure. And, um, and Bev is kind of in the corner. There is a <laughs> there is a punching bag in this room for some reason, and uh, they're practicing their karate this whole time, <laughs> and just like being very fancy, doing like big flips, doing things that not using a punching bag correctly, mm-hmm. but showing off for the camera. The ah yes, we have a we have we have somebody who knows how to do karate here. <laughs> and then and, the the camera shakes, lights mm-hmm. flicker, you know. Um, I think I think we see a bunch of adults run by and maybe like two or three ships exit the station and they become locked in combat with this uh with this alien craft that beams we see a laser we see like a beam or a tractor beam connect mm-hmm. with the ship 
and then our villain walks on board the space station. What does our villain look like? Uh, it's definitely like it's Power Rangers, so it's like gross, but it's still a rubber suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, is it like kind of a what's a what's a bad bug? What's a bug that I hate? I'm thinking like a beetle. Mm. You know what I, I mean? I like beetle, and here's why. I think this is an old. Uh, this is an old common. <laughs> this is like a rejected common rider suit. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's like just the aesthetic of our villainous army is that they had is that like they have a bunch of old suits they didn't use for common rider series or like the guy even that they did and they just painted them yeah and so like for fans I mean you know we're watching this now and like yeah mm-hmm. that's the common rider from that's the common rider from common rider ghost cycle that should be in a museum somewhere that should be a, no they paint it they, Damn, they it. really did just paint it huh wow that's Look, upsetting I'm, riley i'm gonna send you a photo of of the common rider from common rider ghost rider and i'm gonna post in here uh i'm gonna post in here uh you know admiral or uh, admiral swarm Admiral Swarm is a good villain name. Please look at the Discord chat in which I have sent you these side-by-side photos and tell me they're different. Okay, I'm staring at the, the Discord chat. I am I'm preparing. I'm waiting. That was a bit. There's no there's no photos coming. I didn't know if that was clear. Oh, no, it wasn't. Oh, all right then. <laughs> wow, that is their costume. <laughs> Damn, they really did. They painted over it. That's so upsetting. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> I mean, we could do a whole second podcast about Common Rider Ghost Cycle because it's really mm-hmm. close to my heart, but we won't do that today. <laughs> you got me because I don't actually know what Common Riders exist, and I was like, "Shit, Ghost Cycle, sure." It sounds yes. legit, and that's what matters. That sounds right. <laughs> All right. So why is yeah. the, why is the villain trapped here? So they get on, um, like uh, Admiral Swarm, like steps onto our uh, like onto the station. And I think as everyone starts fight, like there starts to be kind of a fight between uh, the station's forces and the uh, the swarmies, which are this mm-hmm. season's putties. <laughs> um, they uh, the person who the actual commander who I think is actually uh, Lucian's like a uh, Lucian's parent. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, she like looks down and she's like in like one of those like over the top kind of like military outfits. I don't know, and is like a. Uh, Saying like, "Oh, you gotta deploy the, you gotta deploy the pulse," and everyone's like, "You can't do that. It's too dangerous." And she's like, "Do it now!" And hits a button, taps into the morphing grid, which sends a, a a spark throughout the station, and you can see the kind of like blue electricity flow over everything, and uh, the lights go out within the entire station, and uh, you can see it kind of approaching the. Uh, the Admiral Swarm, sh- Admiral Swarm ship, and like the uh, the kind of goofy side uh, villains are in there and are trying to back up the ship, and they can't get it attached in time. And the blue light flows over it, and it locks, and you can mm. hear like kachunk, kachunk, and they are stuck here as well. This entire set, this entire station is now fused together with a uh, with the with with the each other the ship and the station mm-hmm. and i think you can see now as like the uh the ship begins to drift uh it go <laughs> we're going through deep space and somehow we've gone far enough that you could see a star in our path mm-hmm. so um now we reflect on the season up until this point <laughs> we have flashbacks to just slightly earlier <laughs> 
the episode. Well, here's why I love this part of this episode is because mm-hmm. this is like the ultimate pilot episode establishing character oh. relationships, <laughs> motivations, and and like types. So like we've seen that Lucian is the son of the 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 upper crust of the military elite, and I think Cheswick is crying. And and, and, mm-hmm. and sort of, like, being very childish and is sort of, like, clutching the teddy bear. And, you know, we get the... We, we see all of these character bits, right? And we see how mm-hmm. they interact with this, this scenario that is unfolding. We see, you know, Fender tries to run past, tries to run dead into combat. She's, like, got mm-hmm. her fist ready. And she's like, I'm going. And, so like, a guard has to, like, put her back in the classroom mm-hmm. and, like, close and, like, lock down the door. Yep, yep, yep. And it's a whole thing. And and Bev is standing by the window watching Arms Crossed. And, like, they, uh, they, like, they get Lucian's attention. Because I'm sure Lucian is, like, start trying to plot a plan out on how mm-hmm. to, like, solve this. And, uh, and they like uh, kind of get their attention and they point to their, their wrist now where there is a morpher. When the morphing grid energy spread over the entire station, it sought out four individuals mm-hmm. and, imbu- and gave them this morpher. I don't, th- I don't know. Do they know what Power Rangers are? I don't think they do. I think they just I think they I think they know that they've been received some sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And they've got to use it if they can, because if not us, yeah, uh, then exactly, who? <laughs> exactly. And so we we get the shot of like uh of, of Bev and Lucian like looking down from the window, like uh like kind of like holding these new morphers as they're watching like a fight go out in this now kind of dark station where they're just like f- illuminated by flashes of lights from blaster fire and mm-hmm. lightning and explosions. And like uh it's it's dope. <laughs> it's sick. At which point, uh I think so at which point I think our our, our Rangers collectively, you know, uh I think our Rangers well here's I think that I think there's the moment of like Bev is the one who pieces together what they are, and they give us a very good like techno babble explanation of why this happens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. it is uh Lucian uh, I think Lucian is like. I almost think Lucian is hesitant. Mm-hmm. I think Lucian is hesitant to like press it because we were supposed we were told to stay put. You know, it is important that we. And I think Cheswick is the one that like pushes the button with no hesitation. Mm-hmm. And they know what to do already. They yeah. like swing their arms and uh, shout the morph call. Mm-hmm. What's it look like when they morph? When like what's what's our little morph sequence? Oh, it is for sure that like uh, Star Wars lightspeed effect happens. So the stars <laughs> turn into lines, and then it goes into somewhere between a Doctor Who time warp and like the Star uh, Star Fox uh, Andros level, where it's just swirling mm-hmm. effects on the side. Mm-hmm. As I think of the star, as like uh, the 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 constellations come down collide with our rangers and then form over them to create their 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 suits oh oh they form over them and then like they're in like the suit up to their helmet so you get a view of our suit act of our of our actor and in their suit and they like kind of point out to like where the dots would be in the air so it's like let right up right up left up and like pop 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 and they Mm -hmm. draw to where the dots of the stars would be and then that solidifies 
hits them in their like where their helmet is and wraps around and then there's a light and then yep. they're in their their suit yep hell yeah hell yeah so now that we've reflected on our heroes and their relationships and their decision <laughs> to become power rangers Riley, why don't you tell us why the bad guy is here? Have the bad guy reflect <laughs> on their motivations and tell us why Admiral Swarm is here and what uh, what they are here to steal. So the, the villain Admiral Swarm and their swarmies, which are, again, the little putties, uh, the Admiral has been hunting this entire time for um, the, uh, the terror. Oh, oh. The Northern Lights. Mm, mm-hmm. He's heard so much about them and the power to wow that they hold, and he's here to steal them. Mm. And this space station was surrounding Earth, and truly, they wouldn't leave such precious artifacts sitting on this this husk of a planet. No, they would be in this space station. And so he has come in here, and and Admiral Swarm has you know some lackeys. We we referenced them earlier. Um, there is Admiral Swarm. There is um, Colonel Hornet. Colonel Hornet's good. Colonel Hornet, and what's another one? What's what's the goofy one? Oh, the goofy one is. I mean, uh, if this is Admiral Swarm, Colonel Hornet, and I'm gonna go with uh, Sergeant Stinkbug. Sergeant, wow, yep. <laughs> Hi, I'm Savan. Did you get on the call? <laughs> it's it, it's me. Is that you, Chip Lynn? Chip Judd Lynn? This is when I this is when I pull off my mask. <laughs> I've been riding Power Rangers for forty years. Incredible. Yeah, they came to find the the um the. The Aurora, I'll just I'll just call it the Aurora Borealis, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, and sure enough, because this is Power Rangers, we have harnessed the power of the Aurora mm-hmm. Borealis into like a crystal, oh, like a yeah, crystal like we, amulet. That that's what got us power because we can get the Aurora Borealis. What we've been seeing in the sky is just the grid, mm-hmm. the morphing grid turned into light, and we have found a way to interact with it. Mm-hmm. 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 Very the Aurora. Good. Corealis, because it's the core Damn. of our space station. Incredible! <laughs> oh hell yeah! And so yeah, you see them. You get the kind of uh, bits out of all of them. Admiral Swarm is like back on the ship now, like grumping, 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 grumping. Uh, Colonel Hornet is like sharpening. He has one arm that is just like a big stinger. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And is just like waving it around, talking in a spooky voice about. How um, the admiral will have this planet? This he will have his aurora once and for all. Then Sergeant Stinkbug does a fart noise. The kids laugh. Oh yeah, um, yeah, classic, <laughs> classic. It's classic stuff. So yeah. then, what happens then is we get our big ranger battle. Yes, we get our big, and it's interesting. It's interesting because this show doesn't go the way that like a lot of Power Ranger shows in the, in the first episode, they don't introduce like the first episode does not introduce their giant robots, mm-hmm. which I yes. think is very interesting. Like they, 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 they clearly are interested in telling a long form story with this mm-hmm. where they are like, okay, we're going to introduce the Rangers. We're going to introduce the setting. We're going to world build and we're going to make it so that when we see the, 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 the Zords, they are like a huge deal. 
mm-hmm. this actually fight scene is pretty much entirely it's almost die hard esque mm. in the way that it's like a lot of tight corridors or like you know for a power ranger series like they're drawing in this episode in particular on some very weird influences mm-hmm. there's a there's a segment where uh there's a segment where fender uh you know just goes like where fender is just taking bows and arrows and unloading and bev with their big beat em up gloves just goes full the raid and starts like <laughs> clobbering swarmies and it's fascinating to watch because you're like why is this this is the first indication that this is a show that is smarter than it is letting on is that they mm-hmm. are like being like what if we just riffed on the raid in our first power rangers episode yeah what if it went absolutely wild and none of us were ready for it and it just and yeah they it was it was real bonkers to watch because they were just like yeah what if we just did like a wild fight scene with a bunch of swarmies and so you <laughs> just see them use their cool weapons and you see them like, it's very, it's very cool to watch. And then that's kind of how, you know, the team, like, pulls ahead. Then mm-hmm. then the, the ship kind of, uh, the ship un- prepares its big cannon, separates from the space station, and prepares to unload. And then, what's our conclusion? Oh, okay. So this sets up the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. So we 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 get out the cannon we're able to separate away from the ship and both of our ships kind of drift around either side of the sun of this star and but and so we are we are able to separate off get get off apart we have a shot of our four rangers standing at like the airlock door looking out kind of mimicking the shot of them in the uh in the school looking down mm-hmm. except now they're all suited and then you can see uh admiral swarm and colonel hornet like staring back as like the ships separate in space, go around the sun and uh, keep moving. And then we have a meeting uh, where um, like uh, the, the leader of this, uh, of this space station, which what, what is her name? Uh, she's, she's Lucian's uh, Her parent. name is. Let's go. Sirena. Sirena. C Y R E E N A. Sirena is uh, talking to these rangers because they've come to save the day. It's like, you know, thank you so much for coming here. Like, we we needed this assistance immediately. Like, without you, who knows what would have happened? But unfortunately, our our thrusters are broken. Our our propulsion systems are down, and we will need to work on that. Right now, we're just drifting in space. And it's like dramatic, and that's that's the big cause. Is, is the the enemy ship and our ship are moving parallel together, and we find out the same thing from the villains. They also are kind of stuck in this propulsion, and so both are moving forward through space, drifting. They both have power; they can both survive, but neither of them can move. And I think that the closing line of the episode is, you know, resources are depleted, our battleships are down, we've lo- we took heavy losses, and, and Sirena looks out over these four children who are not ready for war and are not ready for what is to come. And she goes, Does she know their children? I don't know if she does. I think that mm-hmm. she looks out over these four rangers and she's like, well, you're rangers. It's time we met your zords. Oh, okay. All right. So they've been prepared. And so that's like the fucking like to be continued. Yeah. Hell yeah. So, all right. So now we've, we've finished an episode. So we walk through a little bit of a, of a uh, end of episode thing. Mm-hmm. And so now 
Who was the MVP that episode, do you think? Hmm. Who is our most valuable character? Who stood out the best? Who it could be a thinking? villain. It could be a hero. Who are you thinking? I'm like, Lucian is very cool. Mm-hmm. I like Lucian a lot. I also really like Admiral Swarm. <laughs> I like Admiral Swarm. I, I, I think I'm going to go with Admiral Swarm, honestly. <laughs> That's, Admiral Swarm gets the MVP award. Admiral Swarm. I love it. And now we also uh, pick a best moment. What was the best moment in that episode? Oh, uh, I, I pretty confidently know my, my pick for it is mm-hmm. when the, the rangers, like, activate, right? Mm-hmm. And the fact, the, like, yeah, I think that's my pick for best moment. The first fight in a in ranger moment. I, I, I'd say even before oh. that, I think for me the Ooh. best moment of the episode is, you know, I think it's the pan to when Cheswick, like, hits the button. Because it's a very good misdirect where you think that Lucian is going to step up and answer the call, and then mm-hmm. uh, and then it's this child who's been crying and kind of annoying is like, well, this is what we have to do. Mm-hmm. It's like, we're, we're heroes. And this is what heroes do. Hell yeah. All right. So, now the way this works is we get, um, each of these generate energy for, uh, for the teams okay so we will mark the villains and the heroes the villains right now have two energy because mvp Mm -hmm. gives two and the heroes have one energy that's kind of the momentum of the series moving forward Mm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and so that's what that's going to kind of push us as we continue on now one thing is like as we're an actual play Mm -hmm. the if if this was a week-to-week show the audience could tell us who they think got energy and then that would be the momentum leading into it. We wouldn't do these rules. The audience of this actual show oh, would I tell love us that. That's how that fantastic. Works. It's I'm, the first RPG with Twitch integration, baby. I'm blown away by <laughs> I'm blown away by the fact that you you've put like for real? We don't have time for me to spend forty five minutes talking about this, but I want you to know that I'm very excited right now. <laughs> so that's episode one. And we just draw the next card. We just go on. And the way this game ends is eventually we're going to draw a king. Mm. And the king means that this, I thought that was a king. And I was like, oh, well, and we're done. <laughs> it's a jack is what I drew. Oh, um, new toys revealed. It's perfect. Yes. Oh, hell yeah. So there we go. Like, it's time we meet. We end on the time we meet your Zords, and then the next series, the next episode opens with um, not right at that moment, but with a uh, Admiral Hornet or uh, uh, Admiral Swarm and Colonel Hornet like walking and being like Grumpa, 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 and uh, uh, Sergeant Stinkbug runs up and is like, "Oh, Rangers! Well, if they've got Rangers, they must have z- z- Zords." <laughs> and Colonel Hornet, like Admiral Swarm, just throw like picks him up like a like a shot put and throws him and now, uh, an important like, detail i must add is that because this is this is a, a ham saban cartoon mm-hmm. uh it is worth noting that when admiral stinkbug runs first off <laughs> wa- a little bit of a waddle because <laughs> if you picture a stink bug they're very kind of triangular shaped so the legs are mm-hmm. kind of jutting out of the side so this particular rubber suit is not the most mobile <laughs> Uh, and it makes kind of somewhere between a squish and like a slight fart noise when it kind of runs. So it's swords. <laughs> 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 Terrible. Yeah, when he's thrown, there's the sound of like dishes shattering. Yep. 
And uh, Admiral Storm's staring after him, grumping, and Colonel Hornet uh, comes up and is like, "There, they, he's not wrong, my lord. But luckily, I have built something for you. And like opens up a briefcase, and there's a green glow, and Admiral Storm laughs. And we, the viewer, kind of go, oh, this is how he's going to make the monsters get big. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> we just know that. Yeah, right. I mean, come on. It's... Like, yeah. the show is very smart for a ranger show, but it's still a ranger show at the end of mm-hmm. the day. Yeah. And we get, we get, we figure out that the, uh, the, the swarm ship, um, the hive, as I'll call it, can still has the ability to kind of launch a, they don't have escape pods. What they have is like a, a broadside cannon that just shoots people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it's lined up on a on an intercept trajectory with our space station, <laughs> and so like with well, the, the way they're gonna get monsters across all season is like they're just gonna go get this cannon, sit in a chair, and get launched <laughs> across, and just kind of slap through a window somewhere. Very very good. Yeah, so very that, very extremely good. So that's like, our villains' research. We see them grab a monster, right? Like a very generic evil alien type. Mm-hmm. Ooh, here, let me. Uh, yeah, we already know they're bug themed. Yeah, this is a uh, this is a uh, antsy ant. Yeah, uh, and uh, antsy ant is wearing handcuffs. Has like <laughs> maybe a, like a scar over their eye. You know, very kind of to establish that these are uh, these are prisoners, criminals, crooks, henchmen mm-hmm. types mm-hmm. loaded mm-hmm. into the cannon and is initially like, but I don't. And then they gets fired and then a green laser beam washes over them and they like transform. Yep. And yeah, yep, 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 yep. And now give me give me that second beat. Uh, the second beat, the heroes run against it in retreat. So I think what happens is like. Uh, we see, uh, our heroes are in bad shape, right? They're in a room, they're being chided, you know, there is a certain kind of, uh, comic denial of expectations in that we cut and they're just like, if you're not going, if you can't learn to manage the Zords, we can't trust you to use them. These are mm-hmm. these these are what are going to protect us from smat. And like we see that the children are defeated looking like the rangers in their suits are slumped over. It has clearly gone badly for them. We don't mm-hmm. know what has happened, but it is clearly like their training has been going terribly. Yeah, it's it's it hasn't been hot. It's been like upsetting. It's been very Power Rangers 2017 mm-hmm. where it's like, hey, I'm a I'm a child. I'm a youth. Mm hmm. Um, is it is it uh da, 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 is it Cyrena who's working with him directly or yeah, has she put I think, the job off? I th- yeah, I think it's got to be Cyrena. Very nice, and and we do not we are keeping our identities a secret. Yeah, so, like as Cyrena is like digging into these Rangers, like Lucian just has to be like, <gasps> yeah, very so, good. And That's then some good the tension. screen shakes. There is you know swarmies swarmies leap off of this giant ants back uh Mm -hmm. and you know uh i think that i think that anti-ant has changed into um i'm gonna say i'm just gonna lean full on and go with the first thing that jumps into my mind Mm -hmm. which is naturally like perfect giant hulk like professional wrestler aesthetic (laughs) 
<laughs> the anti-ant is coming to get the Aurora Corialis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bending bars. <laughs> the, uh, ben- ben- the handcuffs bars, have shattered buildings. and are now like wristbands. It has a, a briefcase that has a Money in the Bank logo on it yep. and is swinging it into buildings on the space station. Yep. Oh, my God. And uh, the Swarmies and Anti-Ant rush in, and uh, it is, and uh, the heroes, you know, are immediately, they try to fight an Anti-Ant. is just too strong. They grab the, uh, they grab... Uh, Lucian spike chain and they kind of swing Lucian into a wall and it is very painful looking for a children's cartoon and uh you know there's a there's a very intense fight scene between uh between Bev and an anti-ant where they're like throw it's very DBZ sort of punch for punch mm-hmm. and eventually uh anti-ant just kind of catches their wrist and like throws them back and it's, yep. they've they've just got the advantage. They've just outmuscled all of the rangers, and they simply mm-hmm. cannot compete. And Especially the rangers aren't working together. The not. rangers are coming at them one on one. And anti ant, the more they fight, the bigger they get. Right. So this is how oh. we segue into them being giant. Because <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the 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 laser that hit them, it's not calibrated right yet. So like they don't, it doesn't hit them to make them grow immediately. It's it is that kind of like aggro growing where the more damage yeah like you said the more they fight the more damage they take the bigger they get yeah oh that and shreds. so tell me tell me how they struggle for a moment yeah they're going back and forth with this just left and right and like they're not lining up and i think it's a it's it's Cheswick who like tries to get everyone's attention in this fight and it's like we're not hitting them all at once we have to fight together and and like Bev like gets up after getting thrown into a wall and then just like walks right back in off screen on like walks off the screen and gets thrown back into that wall and is clearly just like Cheswick is right and like they're they're struggling as a as a unit and uh I think I think Lucian has to call for this this tactical retreat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like we need to back off and and uh Bev shout <laughs> uh Fender's like you're an idiot. No, <laughs> like I refuse. <laughs> and like there's like an arguing here until like they're they're eventually like just dragged away. Like you know they have to escape. It's escape now or die. <laughs> mm-hmm. And escaping now isn't an option. So they they do make that tactical retreat after emotionally struggling with themselves. I think actually uh, Serena has to come in over the comms. And be like, get back here now. And like that kind of yell uh like gets Lucian in, like, ah shit, my mom's mad now. Mm-hmm. And oh, uh yeah. I think I think Ooh. it is uh I think it is Fender that doesn't follow. Mm-hmm. I think everyone else like hears, get back here now. And Fender's like, no, no. This is what we've been. This is what we. This is when we stand. We we're gonna we're gonna list the other people's orders until what? Until they get the Aurora Corialis? Absolutely not. We fight now and we fight together. And she goes off in the other direction. And everyone looks and is like, "What? But how?" Uh, and I think, which of the other three do you think runs after first? 
I think I think the first one. I think that I think it's always got to be. It can't be Lucian in this state in this Mm-mm, state no. because Lucian it's, it's is Lucian is going all is, is is following orders to a fault. I think that it's I think it's always Cheswick. I think we circle around Cheswick in these moments and like see Cheswick like follow after because well we I do think we need to fight and also I do think we need to work together. So if we work together, like now we gotta go and like they split and then uh after that like uh like uh bev follows fender too mm-hmm. and then it's just it's just lucian standing there and you can hear like the camera looking at them as it like slowly be- files in and you can hear like the kind of like destruction sounds and the sound of serena like yelling over the the comms and we zoom in as like it all just begins to fade away on the helmet and you get that moment where you kind of like zoom into the helmet and you can see the face of the actor mm-hmm. kind of sitting there watching. And that is when they make their decision. Uh, closes his eyes extra, extra tight. We see a close up on like a clutching fist and then buzzing into the communicator. Sorry, no can do. We have to do our job. And then runs off at which point, at which point, uh, Auntie Ant punches through a wall and has grown fully giant and is is on the outside of the space station. Mm-hmm, Massive. Mm-hmm. When what should uh when what should arrive but four Zords, a giant bear, you know, big big hulking massive bear stands up and lets out a roar like a mechanical roar. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, staggers a, Auntie Ant. It's like what, what? a swirling a swirling mass of Hydra heads that, like, you know, not hit one arm and then another and send anti-ant swirling and twirling. At which point, at which point, Gemini, I don't remember what a Gemini is. Gemini is, like, that's just many. That's, like, Gemini is, like, usually a pair, ain't it? Oh, my, oh, yes. Okay, 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 okay. May I make a pitch? Yes, tell me, tell me. Uh, at which point... You know, the Hydra, the roar has staggered Antient. The Hydra has knocked Antient off balance, at which point they both part. And here is Orion holding in its bow two, like, two, you know, two smaller ship like, sort of two smaller, almost jet shaped uh, Zords. <laughs> yes, and it has them knocked as arrows and sets them up. And just lets them fly, and we watch them twist in the air, and then collide and collide in the shoulders of Auntie Ant. Mm-hmm. And it's so cool. And then, do they form together now, or are we saving the Megazord for later? Yeah. Uh, I think next episode is the Megazord episode. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that, again, we're kind of building, we're kind of building, building towards that big climax finale. Mm-hmm. And so, like... In that case, then everyone's fighting together. Everyone is yep. doing what they were should have done before and hitting as a unit. Yeah, they're and hitting as a team, and that's really what staggers, what staggers, and ultimately causes uh, Auntie Ant to explode in a very Aurora Borealis esque burst of energy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like a nebula spreading out, and then as we watch again, the two ships continue to move away from it. We can see that Aurora Borealis form into like a star behind mm-hmm. us. Love it's, it. It's it's sick. It's absolutely sick. <laughs> oh, and now we have our conclusion. Jeff, what's yeah. our conclusion? Oh, our conclusion is, uh, our conclusion is actually we we get this we get this scene 
And Cyrena, uh, Lucian walks back in as Lucian out of out of costume, right? Returning to returning to our ordinary lives. And Cyrena is fuming. And it's like, those rangers will not listen. They lucked out today, but our, our station took damage. We are going to have to we are going to have to seal off that entire section. I don't know if we can trust them. I don't know if the rangers are on our side. And Lucian just has to stand there and just just wide-eyed mm-hmm. listens to this and wants to speak up so badly, but can't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I wanna I wanna pitch like that they uh their their wrist morphers like have like a messaging system. Mm-hmm. Sure. And they get a message from an unknown number. Okay. That uh says uh uh Rangers, I can help you. And I think this is when we introduce their mentor, their Zordon like figure. Hell yes, it is. I I have a uh, I have a table for this. Uh, All right. If you roll me two d six, you know I let, will. Let's see what we're looking at here. I got a six. I got a six and a one. Six and a one. <laughs> we have the theme is entertainment for our uh, for our mentor. So I'm thinking kind of like it's almost, is it like an agent or is it like I'm a character? Like um, what is like? Can I make a a a a an out there pitch? Yes, yes, of course. This is someone that knows the history of Rangers throughout history because as in all oh. Power Rangers series, everything is canon. It's Jason David Frank, isn't it? It's Jason David Frank as oh, a as God. a as a noted Ranger historian who because this is the future, all of all of their history records are just clip shows of other Ranger shows. It's like Hi, I'm Dr. Tommy Oliver. Oh, Tommy Oliver the fifteenth. Like it's like a it's like a it's like a distant descendant. But like it's entertainment because what it is is just somebody who has who has their mentor is just someone who has watched hours upon hours upon hours of Ranger shows and knows Mm -hmm. all of the like beats of a Ranger show. It gets very meta in that sense. Then I okay okay. Then my brain is like, oh, it's Power Rangers. So they'll do Tommy again. There's a another ranger who I really didn't love, but was obsessed with the image of what being a Power Ranger looks like. His his name was Joel. Okay, he was in Lightspeed Rescue. He was obsessed with like the his like ah yes like fucking like I I'm a, I'm a ranger oh I'm fancy and so like is he I also think, a cowboy? Because yeah, he's also he's the sky cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know I'm here for this. So I think this. Fuck! I just made that connection. Yep. So this is his great grandson. He is played by Lil Nas X. Oh, for sure. Obviously. We did get Lil Nas X for this. Obviously. Yep. And and we meet we meet him. He turns around in the chair. The Rangers are there, and he, and he's like, "You don't need those helmets. Like I I know who you are." And I know what you're going through. Like, I can help you. And then, like, it freezes on that as, like, they're taking off their helmets with, like, like their helmets under their arms, actors in suits. Mm-hmm. And, like, that is that episode. Hell yeah. I love it. All right. So this let's get, sick. let's go through. Who do you think the MVP of the episode is? The MVP of the episode is, oh, God, that was a good one. I, 
I think it's Cheswick. I okay. love Cheswick. <laughs> uh, how do we add a how do we add a, a, a type to a character? Um I Or do you so... just kind of write it in? I'm going to my rules. Yeah, you just as the story progresses and as we learn more about these characters, yeah, they get a heart moment. They I think we attach heart to Cheswick. I think I was a hundred percent what I was gonna propose. Hell yeah. I think I think now that we know these characters, I think that we I think Cheswick is cute and heart. I think that uh Lucian think... is beauty and leader, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. I think that Fender is loner and tough. Yep. As is always. I don't know if Bev has another trait yet. Has another... I don't think we've gotten there, and I think that next episode might be a Bev episode. Might be a Bev. I'm down, I'm down with that. So here's what I want to do from a, from a production standpoint, and I'll leave this in the episode, because I think it'll give <laughs> us good, good guidelines. Whether, just for time purposes, we'll do one more episode, and then we'll just assume that we draw the king, just so that we can what? get to the end of the, like, get to the wrap-up. What if, and from the same, we we draw five cards and then quick talk about how those five episodes went and then say the king. That's I'm in. That's perfect. All right, I'm drawing one. I've drawn the ace. So we're Uh gonna talk about we're gonna talk about a plot followed. We're gonna talk about a plot followed episode. We're Mm -hmm. gonna talk about another bottle episode. Mm -hmm. The show is very heavy on bottle episodes because they definitely like were very spent a lot of money on that space set. We got our queen. Ooh, a queen. Oh, ranger. We're gonna meet a new ranger, uh, and then we have six, which is a B plot engaged with. We're gonna discover a B plot that I'm very excited. <laughs> and then we have seven, which is a filler episode, which is great because it comes right before the finale. So okay, so the A plot is yeah. obviously them looking for the Aurora Corialis, right? Yeah, and this they... is also uh, this is this in this case, I think this the A plot here is we're getting to the Megazord, right? We've established that this is where. Uh, mm-hmm. This is where Joel the Fifteenth is going to. Hold on, I remember. I looked up Joel's last name. Joel Rawlings the Eighteenth or the Fourteenth or the Tenth or what have you is going to teach mm-hmm. us about Megazords. It's yep, going to teach yep. us about like this this plot. Mm-hmm. And it's leaning off the idea of like the 2017 uh, movie Megazord, where it came together because these people cared about each other and these people were fighting for like for for everything with everything they could at, and like were willing to go to the limits for it mm-hmm. and like so like through these episodes we watched them really struggle with it we watched them try to figure it out and um so who is the person that is most that like keeps the megazord one of the characters is going to keep the megazord from forming until like the climactic battle in the end is it lucian oh it's got to be lucian because lucian because lucian like it's really in his head that he does mm-hmm. not think he does not think that um he did well oh well, we got to do another thing after this but we'll get we'll get to it but mm-hmm. um yeah lucian does not think that like that they deserve it he heard sirena like doubt it and not think that they're on their side mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so yeah. who is who is the person that pulls them that pulls the team together climactically I think I think it's got to be. I think what's interesting here is having a uh, Fender, who we've almost set up as like kind of a second, a uh, second in command. Mm-hmm. Like, like she looks to to Lucian and is just like cuts through like a a scene where like a uh, uh, Lucian is staring out into nothingness and like hearing like his mom's words in in his head and uh and her voice cuts through and is like 
fucking like Lucian, come on, we need to do this. And mm-hmm. like that that is enough to like pull him out of it and let them be like, Rangers, we need Megazord power now. And then we see it form and it's sick. Mm-hmm. It has like it has the bear for like the the torso, the hydra for its arms, so mm-hmm. it has so many arms. Yep. I'm picturing yep. almost a Doc Ock where it's got two humanoid arms and then four mm-hmm. four like snake arms. Yep, and they all end in a hydra head. Yep. Yep. The uh Orion comes up to be its its legs and like flips in there. And then the uh the two Gemini come down and like the two ships land on where the head should be and then turn outwards, and then there's just like a face there. Yep. And they go back to be like back armor pauldrons, kind of. Mm-hmm. And it's it's fucking it's sick it's as so hell. It's so sick. It's so sick. Yeah. Who's the MVP of this episode? Oh, it's gotta be fa- well, first off, we need to decide the best moment from the last episode. Oh, we do, we do, we do. Good. What was call. the best moment from the last episode? Oh, it's the hallway. It's the zoom in on. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's it's the zoom in on uh, on on Lucian's face. All right, so that puts us at villains two energy heroes four. Um, correct. I I have villains at three energy heroes at three. Oh, okay. No three wait. energy. Because uh, no, yep, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Villains at two heroes at four. You're right. No, I messed up that that count. Mm-hmm. All right, and so. What is the what's the who's the MVP in this episode? Uh the MVP of this most recent episode is Fender. Fender? I agree. I agree. It's Fender. Fender is the MVP. Oh, the villain that they fought was uh It was actually a, a, a moon rock because they, they, they missed with their like monster laser and it turned into sort of like a gigantic <laughs> geodude. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um and yeah, there's the MVP. And now for uh and yeah, so that's the MVP for that, and that's that, so... But I also think maybe the best moment is uh, when we meet our, our monster, because they do a whole thing where they're, like, they pull out, like, a soldier who, like, salutes, mm-hmm. and it's, like, uh, you know, a private <laughs> razor, private razor beetle, and it's, like, I'm ready, and they yeah. shoot him off, and then they <laughs> aim, and it's Sergeant Stinkbug is, like, blow, blow, no! <laughs> like misses and shoots a rock and it turns into a geo dude and, and like it's just oh no private racer beetle just keeps going misses the ship we entirely just, we end the episode with him just like floating still saluting and like i will do my duty <laughs> oh my Damn, god oh, what okay. if the mvp was private racer beetle i'm thinking that might actually be the case <laughs> Oh damn! Uh, okay, sorry, you're losing. And then two our favorite heroes. moment. I think that I think either way. Then in that case, my favorite moment is probably Fender's speech. But I do have to say, the MVP is Private Razor Beetle floating yep. solemnly through space. So our, our next episode is um, we have the a plot. We have the uh, our next so that episode, was the episode is another bottle episode. Another bottle episode. So this one is actually I'm gonna I'm gonna propose I gotta propose mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this hit one me, is set on the, this whole episode. This one is set on the enemy ship. Okay. Uh, this one is a stealth mission. Uh, it is a stealth mission that uh, uh, I'm gonna say somebody's morpher has been stolen. Mm. And so, like the episode is very tense. It is uh very dramatic. You know, mm-hmm. like, they've got to sneak through, they've got to make sure that the enemy, that the, the swarmies don't get the ability to create a, a zord and create mm-hmm. rangers. And so it's very much, uh, you know, g- yeah, and 
you know, um, a lot of it is also like scientists with the trying to crack this morphing grid. So there's a real ticking clock and things are winding down. And this is where we really uh, and obviously like and there's a battle going on outside. Mm -hmm. So like the episode (laughs) is uh, primarily, you know. Do you ever see the Justice League episode, The Greatest Story Never Told, where there's, like, mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. the the superhero stuff is, like, happening as we involve this other plot? Yep. We get shots of this, like, Power Rangers battle where all of the Zords, except for Bev's, are out there. Mm-hmm. Bev has to sneak onto this ship and, like, grab this morpher before the enemy knows how to crack it. So they're, like, sneaking, and they doubt themselves, but they come to realize that they are really, really good at like they're really really good at sneaking and at tactics and at understanding Ooh. the enemy. They like they're like in the computer at one point. They're like you know they're that there's a weird computer system, but they can figure out and they're digging through it. And like a chat window opens, mm-hmm. and like uh, uh, they're 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 frightened at first, but they start talking to this person or to this this individual. They don't know anything about them, and like this person's like, I'm not. I don't like what we're doing. Like I I. I know what you do. I've heard about you. Like, can I help? And like, they're working with this person. We don't see them ever. We can see over, over like this person's silhouetted shoulder as they're typing. And like, they help Bev, the two of them get, uh, the morpher and get mm-hmm. it out of there. And, and that's when we get our climax. Like the end of the episode actually ends on a freeze frame of like, uh, Bev Zord flies in the, the you know, the Megazord forms and they strike a pose, and it's just kind of giving Bev this very driven character arc where they are sort of the person that really comes to to the forefront and sort of becomes sort of the ace in this moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and as as that episode ends, as that as that freeze frame happens, like the, the credits roll over it and it fades to black, and then it kind of fades back in on another kind of frozen shot of the silhouette of a kind of spider person looking out a window and mm-hmm. seeing the Megazord. Yep. And like, it is to our understanding, like, is that the person that was helping Bev? Mm-hmm. Is, is, is one of the, is one of the, 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 the fucking bug people helping Bev? Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's, that's that episode. Mm-hmm. Is, is Bev our MVP? It sounds like Bev's, Bev's got to be our MVP. Mm-hmm. What's your and best I moment? Think, uh, I think my moment is when this alien is look like, is when this alien is looking out. Because I think that's a real that's real hook that like gives us a lot to chew on. Mm-hmm, I agree. Our our next episode is Q, the new Ranger reveal. Mm-hmm. Um, we we are hearing like the the screen starts black and like we hear like an alarm go off and like we wake up and look at a clock and we're like now hold on a second that clock isn't in numbers I understand and a uh, big bug hand like hits it stop and we spend a day with this spider person. Mm-hmm. Like as they're going about their day, their their name is um. Hold on, what is? Let me spell this out really quick so that way I can. Their name is Redip. Yep. Redip, and uh, they're like uh, going about their day. They're like keeping their head down. They help work in like kind of the technology department of uh, of of Admiral Storm's army. And um, when they get home after a long day of like getting yelled at, like like hearing some terrible sh- shit going down, they see that they have a new email. Or whatever, mm-hmm. like bug mail, and Bev has patched a line so they can keep talking together, mm-hmm. and like they do, they like that's like kind of a one constant uh, grow glow of like joy in Redup's day is like getting to talk with Bev. 
Yeah, I love it. And I think that like uh, as this is happening, you know, we we we're getting we're getting kind of two storylines because we're seeing the lead up to this very big battle that is uh, the entirety mm-hmm. of our third act. We get the lead up to this where like uh, Redip is finding out that they are going to unleash. Uh, like a trash monster, right? They're just they've uh, mm-hmm. they've loaded up a trash can full of junky old food that is going to form into a colossal like junk golem, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you know the uh, the Zords are damaged, and and this might be it. This might be when they this might be when it's over for our heroes. Like they, mm-hmm. it's been too recently, and uh, Admiral Swarm has a monologue about about see the problem with with, with the problem with. Uh, you know, most uh, most uh, villainous plots, let's call it what it is. The problem with most <laughs> villainous plots is that they take their time. They do one thing at a time. We are constantly hammering them one after one after one. And <laughs> they we find have a PowerPoint th- and they're like pointing to it. <laughs> oh, it's such a good scene where they're like pointing with a, with a little rot, like a little pointer stick. And they're just like, and we find out that it's only been like three days. Like it has been yeah. a relentless slog. And it is, so they finally get into this battle with this trash golem, and the Zords are almost over when what should happen but a spider, uh, hold on. When what should arrive but Scorpius. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And, like, uh, Scorpius is a, I'm, I'm rolling for the color right now. Actually, I'm just going to roll, give me 1d6, I'm going to pick off the last list. All right. Six. Six. They're the Solar Ranger. Oh, for The sure. Solar oh, Scorpius. So and so, like, there's, like, a kind of, like, blinding flash as this suit doesn't hold color as much as it is just kind of, like, a vibrant light. Mm-hmm. And they shoot out of, like, the enemy station like a damn comet. Mm-hmm. And, like, almost, like, I want to, I want them to just, like, pierce through. Oh, you know sure. what I mean? And it just lights it up. I mean, it's trash, so it just lights on mm-hmm. fire and explodes. Exactly. And they float there in the air, like with a stream of light behind them. The stream of light stays static in the air. And like they look to the the Megazord, which is like beaten up, and they make eye contact. And um I think that uh everyone is like, Who's that? Who's that? And uh Beva gets a message, which is just like a picture message of the Zord from that angle, and uh they they're like, Oh my god, it's a red up and like the group of them fly back. And, uh, like, as they unsuit in, like, a private area, like, it's revealed who Red Up is, that they're a, mo- they're a, a air quotes, monster, and everyone is like, huh. but, mm-hmm. like, Bev is like, no, 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 this person helped me. Like, they shred. They're, like, they're my friend, and everyone's quick. We have a scene of, like, Lucian, like, stepping forward first, like, quiet and sticking out a hand for, like, a handshake. It's like, I'm glad to have you on the team. And, like, you get the, the clasp of that, and then, like, the... Like, that's mm-hmm. it. That's the freeze frame of it. So I think the MVP... I've, I'm pretty confident the MVP for that episode is Retta. Yep. Who's This is their first score as a hero. So does that put us at 10 energy for the heroes? I have 8 energy for the heroes, 6 energy for the villains. All right, yeah, so 8 correctly. energy for the heroes. Uh, MVP is Retta. Honestly, the highlight of the episode, though, I am going to say is the PowerPoint. Yeah, the PowerPoint was really good. It's a really good comedic gag. Also, for like a kind of a high concept episode of like a Power Rangers show starting with like living a life in the mm-hmm. a day in the life of the villains. So it's very good. 
We now open with a B-plot episode, and I, I would love to just kind of, I don't even, I, I'm just going to give you this in one long monologue. Mm-hmm. Oh, hit me. Our Power Rangers do not show up in this episode. <laughs> we just leave them behind. Okay. Oh, so like the Power Rangers go do something and we stay on the ship? No, no, no. We leave the space station behind. We are on like a distant alien planet. <laughs> I see what you're doing. <laughs> when something, a meteor crashes down, except it's not a meteor. <laughs> Sergeant Razor Beetle. <laughs> <laughs> he crawls out of the dirt and does the finally after 10 months. <laughs> At which point, like this whole episode is sort of a man with no name situation where it's just like a, a it's a played completely straight where it's just a space western where the protagonist is a razor beetle man. And like so it has turns- he forgotten what like why he was sent? <laughs> or is he like does he land and is he like all right, I'm going to be good. Uh, I think what happens is he's very Han Solo reluctant hero. Like, he's like, I have to get back to the space station. It is my only priority. And he gets roped into like a, like an, like an alien mob war, you know, shades of Yojimbo or, or fistful of dollars where there's two warring, two warring gangs and he's kind of in the middle of it. Oh, what's and all that? he. All he wants is to get onto a spaceship, but eventually he realizes he's, he's got to fight. Because you see, Sergeant Razor Beetle, he's not that bad. He's not all bad. But he just knows he has a mission, and he's got to get that mission. So, like, the first act is very much him not wanting to get involved. And then the second act is he finally realizes, like, if I'm going to get off this planet, I got to help these people out. What if it's, like, it's, like, almost, like, it's just we do Seven Samurai, but with yep. Sergeant Razor Beetle? <laughs> See, and what the, the truth of it is that this was a backdoor pilot for a Razor Beetle. It was going to be a thing where he kind of traveled the stars, but, like, it didn't really work. Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't really air quotes work. It did really work. It works, but it was not, like, they didn't go forward with it, but, like, mm-hmm. I'd watch Razor Beetle. I'd watch Razor Beetle, too. That's uh, I think my favorite scene is uh, Razor Beetle, like, packing up early to leave. Like, like, I can figure, I can steal a ship and get out of here one night. And one of uh, his students meets him there and is just like, and, like, gets in his face and, like, is, like, talks and, like, yells at him. And, like, he has to really, like, separate with, like, you know what? Admiral Swarm was my world and isn't anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think he depart, and then like it becomes like he's got a whole other journey that we're just never gonna touch on again. I love that. Now I think Sergeant Razor Beetle still counts as a villain. For still a counts chart. as a villain, so definitely still gives us uh, <laughs> nine points, two more points for villains, which puts us nine. But I'm also gonna say the best moment is actually that uh, that student giving that hard that monologue. Mm-hmm. You know, that really yeah. feels like it sets up a really strong show that we never get to see. Yeah. God, I love that. That's a good. <laughs> you did a good pitch. Thank I you. almost, I almost don't want to futz with this filler episode and go straight to the end. Game. Let's do it. Let's do it. End game. So we draw the king. A player has enacted the end game. The villains are making their final attack. The plan is complete, and or something else terrible. Compare total hero energy to total villain energy. We have nine for the villains, nine for the heroes. Damn, I guess we should have done that filler episode. <laughs> Well, so here's my, uh, I, I, so we're going to play out the episode either way or use any episode template to play it. So what's the gr- the final, like, battle here? Um, the final battle. 
I'm looking through this list here. Oh God, I I think I have a, an idea. Okay. okay, so which one of these? Which one of these is it? I don't know which one of these it actually is, but like I know what I want. Okay, what is, do you want? <laughs> is, Sar- is Sergeant Razor Beetle, like Private Razor Beetle, coming back through space with his samurai? So, okay, well, here's my pitch then, because I've got the, the, the final episode pretty clearly in my head then. All right, all right, hit me, hit me, um, hit me. You know, both sides are depleted. It's one final battle. Admiral Swarm, uh, no, Colonel Hornet volunteers to take the laser beam. And becomes, mm-hmm. like, a massive hornet monster. Yep. Two stingers. Yeah. For, and for it's, her. like... And, it's, and so, like, it is, you know, the battle, like, the whole episode is structured around, like, the heroes aren't strong enough. Uh, but the hornet is so powerful. Uh, nobody trust. There's a whole subplot where nobody quite trusts Reddit, but Reddit proves themselves in this big, big final, like, proves themselves with the silver score, or the solar scorpion... Mm-hmm. And there's this like this mad like it is it is an intense it's impressive because it is this intense Dragon Ball Z style like mm-hmm. episode long battle. Yeah. Right. Like it is it is. This is what happens when you send a trained military professional through this thing. Mm-hmm. But like just when that's at its worst. Razor <laughs> Beetle and his, and his disciples. <laughs> yep. Turn on the swarm. The Beetleborgs. The Beetleborgs. <laughs> Come in, turn on the swarm, mm-hmm. and like defeat the hornet, and like both sides just stare at each other. And what we get is, uh, <clears throat> sorry, go ahead, please. Sorry, um, you're so they're getting beat like earlier in the episode when they were getting beaten back. Oh, Red Up, the solar scorpion, takes a big hit and goes mm-hmm. through the station and like lands like on a walkway that's just like there. And like unmorphs and is like having trouble maintaining their morph, and they they get up and they look up, and what is in front of them? But the Aurora Corialis, mm. and like they look at their their morpher, and it's like flickering on and off, and they like breathe in, and you can hear like Lucian over the mic, not Lucian, uh, who's 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 our smart one, Bev over the mic, going like, no, you can't. If you try to morph when it's malfunctioning, it could kill you. And they're like, I have to. And then they 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 morph, and like they light up in that solar energy, and then they touch the Coriolis, which then like goes into them, and it's like so fucking cool. Yeah. And each of the rangers get a little bit of like the, the Coriolis glowing on their... Uh, on their kind of on their uniform like mm-hmm. you can see it all in the same space over their heart and it's just like and like shines and it gives them each a like a energized form yep. this is when we kind of get the battleizer yep and then they 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 win with the help of with the help of razor beetle mm-hmm. and like the uh i think it's lucian that gives razor beetle the the ultimate backdoor pilot looks like you've got a lifetime of adventures ahead of you my friend <laughs> and they they smile and like thumbs up and ride off on their own horses <laughs> and and Joel Joel the thirty second looks back and is just like I've got to go with them <laughs> and like rides off on on his they, own. They need I've taught you everything. I've taught you everything I can. They need my help now. And then they all fly yep. off together. And then it sets up season two where they, uh, this because they're tied. Neither side quite triumphs mm-hmm. because. 
you know, they still don't have the core, like the villains still don't have the Coriolis, but now the Rangers are the Coriolis, which mm-hmm. is going to mean that take mean that the fight is now brought more directly to to the Rangers. And I think the but, last thing that we see, last shot of season one of Power Rangers Future Space Rangers, is the Rangers come back beaten, just mm-hmm. shy of defeated. Lucian slinks into his 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 domicile, his home pod. Mm-hmm. Falls on the bed, drops the helmet, collapses on the bed right when the door opens. Mm-hmm. And Sirena is standing there. Yep. And there's like a, what the? And then it cuts to the credits of the main theme playing again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love that. The only the only other thing I would add is that we don't see from Red Up again. Red yep. Up has gone missing after utilizing their power to connect the Rangers yep. with the Coriolis. And I think that, that it's a real big season two plot that Bev is like, yes, Bev has to go through an entire five stages of, of grief around, like, around losing their best friend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They have an unread message on their computer, like, when they get back to their room, and, like, they can't bring themselves to open it, because it could be the last message. hmm And that's, and that's game. That's game. That was very <laughs> that was good. Sad. That was good. <laughs> that was really good. I like our Rangers a lot. Oh, what a good show. That was awesome. I love that. I'd watch this Power Rangers season. Hi, I'm Saban. Hire Yo, me. Pay Use me. my guidelines. Pay us. Hire us. <laughs> <sighs> Riley, uh, thank you so much for coming on Party of One. This was a blast. Thank you for having me, my friend. I appreciate it as always. So, real quick before we wrap up, where can people find you and your work online? You can find me on Twitter at Rev Rye Bread. That's Rev like Reverend Rye Bread, like morph sound br- Rye Bread. <laughs> um, my games are at linkswithgames.com or revryebread.itch.io. You can find me on Export Audio. You can find me at the Orange Groves Podcast Network. You can find me on Twitter talking about all this stuff. Um, you can also find me, I got, uh, I applied to be on an actual play called uh, Cape Lorelei. Um, it's done with the people off from off the table, uh, and I'm very excited for that. That's gonna be great. <laughs> We're gonna record session zero, and I'm super excited. It's Urban Shadows. Oh, that's gonna be that's gonna be good. That's gonna be real good. Yeah, I'm hype. I'm very hype. But that's me. That's it. <sighs> well, thank you for doing the show. This was a, a hoot. Mm-hmm. And now I'm gonna throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take a future me. Thanks, Fast Me. And goddamn, thank you to Riley for coming on to the show. That game was a treat. What a blast. Be sure to follow Riley on Twitter, at RevRyeBread. Be sure to check the show notes for more information about If Not Us Then Who. And of course, as always, follow us on Twitter at Party of One Pod. Like the show on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Party of One Podcast. Join our Discord community at Bit.ly slash Party of One Discord. If you enjoy the show, I, can, I, I recommend that you, you know, tell a friend. Send us an iTunes review, a Podchaser review, a Podbean review. Wherever you listen, there's an option to give us a rating and review. Do that, and also tweet it at us. Tweet it at us, but don't tweet it, like, at us at us. Like, tweet it so the world can see it. Show the world that you like this podcast, that you like what we're doing here, so that other people can see that, and we can grow and do bigger, better, and cooler things. Also, because tomorrow, August 21st, I am recording this on August 20th, tomorrow is my birthday, and I would personally like it. Here's a personal request for you, the day before my birthday, which you will hear on the day of my birth. My yearly tradition is, and I ask you to do this, if you are listening to this episode, whether we are Twitter mutuals, whether you have never interacted with me on Twitter, is 
to tweet at me a memory that we shared, if we have met in person, if we are friends, mutuals, whatever, or more likely, if you are someone listening to this show, I would love for you to tweet at me one episode of this podcast that I have created that really means something to you, that resonated with you, that connected with you. I would like you to tweet that with the hashtag Happy Birthday Jeff Stormer, because frankly, it is my personal birthday tradition to be greeted with a bunch of Twitter messages about stuff that I have made that has connected with people, whether that be a podcast episode, a game, something, a game that I've run at a convention, a game that I published, a funny joke that I made on Twitter, something that I did, or a memory that we shared together, whether it was hanging out at convention, something, I would love for you to tweet something at me to share that memory so that I can relive that on my birthday. It is the best birthday gift you can ever give me. The second best birthday gift you can ever give me is cash money, which I will accept via coffee, which is ko-fi.com slash Jeff Stormer, or Patreon at patreon.com Jeff Stormer, where you can get, you know, early access to episodes and how-tos and stuff that I'm working on, all that good stuff. Money, also a great birthday gift. That said, like, your vocal support is deeply appreciated, as is, like, your support of other projects that I work on, such as On My Fantasy Children. All My Fantasy Children is a character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast powered by you. Every week, my best friend Eric Catano Saez and I sit down, we take a listener-submitted prompt, and we spin it into an original fantasy character, populating a shared universe called Fantasy One Story at a Time. New episodes drop every Friday at allmyfantasychildren.com. Party of One is, as always, produced and edited by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Megaran, featuring the D&D Sluggers. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rates, coming onto the show, or you just want to send me a nice, you can also email me a nice memory that you have, a favorite episode, whatever you want. You can do that at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. I would always, I always appreciate hearing from you. It makes my whole day. With all that said, that's pretty much it. So, until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance. And as always, party on, everybody.